The Productive Woman, Episode 472. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about preparing for joy in the upcoming holiday season. You'll find more information and links to some resources mentioned in the show, all in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 472. Before we get into the topic, I wanted to take just a brief moment to say thank you to those of you who've reached out to me in response to the questions I asked a couple of episodes ago about, you know, the coming year and what's going to be happening with this podcast and the community in general. I can't even tell you how grateful I am for the encouragement, the inspiration, and the great ideas that you offered And I'll be sharing in upcoming episodes some thoughts and plans for the upcoming year as a result of the conversations I've had with you and the the great feedback that I've received. I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and how thankful I am for this community of just amazing, wonderful women. You mean the world to me. And the fact that you're here listening, I, I can't even... I can't even put into words how grateful I am. And as a side note, I wanted to mention that if you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area and would like to get together for, I don't know, coffee or tea or something in a quick chat, please reach out to me. You can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. And I'd love to get together with you and meet in person and just... um, share a little bit of a chat if we can make that work in our respective schedules. So the invitation is there and uh, I mean it sincerely. So I'd love to hear from you. All right, let's get into this week's topic. I think I mentioned in an episode early this year that my word for this year is joy. I don't always choose a word for the year, but Early this year, that word kind of chose me, uh, maybe because as I've gotten older, as I've been busy with work and all those things, the, the experience of joy hasn't always been at the forefront of my life. Not that I've had a bad life or a rough life in any stretch. It's just when I think of the meaning of joy, I don't know that I always am aware of experiencing it. And I think I talked about that in that episode. And so that has been something that I have tried to turn my attention to on purpose throughout the year, reminding myself to look for and intentionally cultivate joy. And lately I've been thinking about joy in the context of this, these coming year end holidays, For our family, that mostly means Thanksgiving and Christmas, but for you, that might include Hanukkah or Advent, Las Posadas, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, New Year's Eve, or or any of the other holidays that are celebrated or experienced around the world during these last few weeks of the year. 
Whatever holidays you celebrate during this time, I think we all look forward to them with anticipation and expectation of joyful gatherings and and fun experiences. But the year-end holidays can also be very stressful, especially if family situations are complicated or like me, the last weeks of the year are also a very busy time in your job or your career. I was actually surprised when I had decided to talk about that this week or about the joy experiencing a joyful holiday season. I started doing some research and I was very surprised by one article I read that cited a study that found 49% of Americans report feeling anxious during the holidays, with two in five saying it negatively impacts their mental health. According to this article, the people's biggest concerns include inflation, gift shopping, and dysfunctional family dynamics. So the point being, as we consider um, wanting to experience a joyful holiday season, we, I guess, need to acknowledge the factual reality that many of us are feeling something other than joy during the holidays. And so in looking ahead to this time, I started thinking about and then researching ways to minimize the stress and amplify the joy of this year-end holiday season. I think preparing for a joyful and productive holiday season can be especially important for us as women who often shoulder a significant portion of the holiday planning and organizing responsibilities. We're going to talk about why that is a little bit and, and maybe how we might want to rethink it a bit. So the first step, I guess, is to set a foundation for a joyful holiday season. And like so many other things in life, this starts with our mindset and our intention setting. Like any time of year, it's important to remember that we and how we feel are not at the mercy of our circumstances. Our emotions, whether joy or anxiousness or anger or any other emotion, truly result not from our circumstances, but from what we think about our circumstances. We can choose our thoughts and manage our minds. And believe me, I am not saying I think it's easy. It's certainly not easy for me, but it can be done if we practice both awareness and intentionality in this area. And so in preparation for experiencing joy in the holiday season, we can start now to work on this, to be aware and intentional about our thoughts and therefore about our feelings and our emotions. So the first step is always to be aware of our feelings, to put a, put a name to it. What am I feeling now? It's not a matter of naming it as right or wrong. They just are. Feelings are what they are. Emotions are what they are. But we can tend to fill up our days with noise and activity just to avoid feeling the feelings that we're feeling, if that makes sense. And so in order to get from where we are to where we want to be, we've got to start with acknowledging experiencing, naming the feelings that we're feeling, whatever they might be uh, at any given time. That's joy, that's anxiety, that's frustration, giving it a name, 
not judging it, but just giving it a name. And then the next step is to identify the thoughts that we're thinking that create those feelings. When you've identified a feeling, an emotion that you're experiencing, whether you like the emotion or not, pausing for a moment to say, what was I thinking about at the time that I was feeling that? And noticing what's going through your mind that leads to the emotion that you're experiencing. Then we can decide on purpose whether we want to keep thinking those thoughts or if we prefer to choose others. And really the answer is, how do I want to feel right now in this situation? Or for purposes of our conversation, how do I want to feel during this holiday season? For me, I want to feel peaceful and joyful. So the next question is, what thoughts do I need to think in order to feel that way? For me, that's going to probably cycle around how I'm thinking about the demands of my profession, my job as a lawyer. I'm grateful for my job, but it's very stressful during this time of year as clients are wanting to close big deals before the end of the year. And they're just, we're working long hours to make that happen and dealing with complications and difficulties that come up and just all managing it all at the same time. I can choose how to think about that. I can choose to feel frustrated and resentful of all the time it's taking or, you know, whatever I might think at any given moment. And I will have the resulting uh, emotions of frustration, of maybe anger, uh, anything other than joy, I guess. Or I can choose to think differently about it, to be grateful that I have a job that I get to work with the people that I get to work with, that I have the experiences that I have as a result of this job. I can be grateful that I have enough work to do to, you know, to earn a a living that helps support my family. I can be, um, present in the moment and and enjoy the people that I'm talking to on a conference call instead of being, I don't know, irritated at how long the call is taking. The point is, whatever we're experiencing in any given moment, whatever our circumstances are, we can choose how we think about them. And that choice will have resulting emotions that come with it. So, Again, as a foundation for experiencing joy in the holiday season, we start by being aware of our feelings, deciding whether we want to feel that way or not, being aware, identifying the thoughts that we're thinking that result in that emotion, and then deciding whether we want to keep thinking those thoughts or choose something that would lead to an emotion that we prefer. I won't go any <laughs> go on any more about that. We've talked about this in the past, and I recommend to you the Life Coach School podcast by Brooke Castillo and her team uh, to go into more depth in this concept of managing our thinking uh, in order to manage our emotions. In addition to to giving thought to our mindset and our intention setting for the holiday season. Uh, The next thing I think that is really important to lay this foundation is to manage our expectations, other people's expectations and our own. 
One writer that I read in preparation for this episode reminds us to be realistic and upfront about what your family can do. Make a list of what is possible and prioritize your most important events and activities for you and your family. Then this writer says, pace yourself, organize your time, keep in mind that it's the holiday season, not day, and spread out your activities to lessen stress and increase enjoyment. So starting with managing expectations and thinking about what's possible and what's most important and organizing our time accordingly. Again, this comes to awareness and intentionality. So becoming aware of how we're feeling about things, of what's out there, what the possible activities are, asking yourself, what do you want to do during this holiday season? What do you typically do in a holiday season and how do you feel about that? And why do you do the things you do? And really the question there is when you figure out what are your reasons why you host this event or attend that event or cook the things you do or decorate the way you do, whatever it might be, when you realize why you're doing those things, the question is, do you like your reasons? That's the only question that matters. It's not what other people think about what you're doing, but what you think about it. Uh, Are you doing the things you're doing because you want to make memories for yourself and your children? And then we can ask the question, is there another way to do that, to make those memories that are meaningful to you? Or do you want to keep doing the things that you've done in the past? Are you doing some of these things because you want to maintain a reputation as the best holiday host or the most elaborately decorated home or whatever it might be? Or is it something else? Again, none of these answers or reasons are right or wrong. It's the question is, do you like that reason? If you don't like your reasons for doing the things you're doing, then maybe it's time to rethink your plans, uh, choose different things to do or fewer things to do or more things to do, depending on what you want to accomplish in this holiday season, what you want the experience to be for yourself and your family. I would say that staying present is more valuable than giving presents when it comes to this idea of being aware and intentional about how you're experiencing the holidays. There was a great reminder from one writer who who said, don't get so focused on preparing those upcoming joyful moments that you forget to soak up how much joy is in this moment. Uh, Perhaps The most important thing we can do to experience a joyful holiday season is to actually experience it. Another writer said, be present, give your full attention to what you're doing. Don't think about the past or future, but focus on the moment. And this is great advice, of course, every day for whatever we're doing, but particularly in the holiday season, if the goal is to experience joy in the holiday season this is probably a starting point to be present in the moment and not distracted by what's happened in the past or what's coming up. And the other thing in terms of laying a foundation for a joyful holiday season is to remember to take care of yourself. One study I found in my research, this was from several years ago, noted at that time that only 27% of the women they surveyed felt that they could allow themselves time to relax during the holidays. 
I would bet that the current number would be even less than that. Uh, There's so much going on. We feel this pressure to do lots of different things and to, to make it special and to make it perfect that we can't allow ourselves to rest. Um, I would encourage us all to be aware of that tendency in our thinking and to maybe reconsider it. So beyond then laying that foundation of, of mindfulness, of awareness, managing expectations, and uh, taking care of ourselves, the other thing, or the next thing, I guess, that we can do to prepare for a wonderful holiday season, a joyful holiday season, is to plan ahead, to get organized. Planning ahead can reduce the stress of time pressures and disorganization. And this is going to look different depending on the types of activities you want, because each of us is going to plan our holidays differently. So for instance, if you're going to be traveling, let's book those tickets and reservations now. So that can be crossed off the list. You can get the seats on the flights or the train or whatever that you want. Uh, the closer you get to the holidays, the slimmer the pickings are going to be. So get those reservations out of the way uh, so you can not worry about that anymore. If part of your holiday tradition that you want to continue is to send Christmas or other holiday cards, taking the time now to update your address book and order the cards can help ease the, the stress of the holiday season as we get closer. Uh, consider sending e-cards or even waiting until after the first of the year to send, instead of a, a Christmas card, for instance, just a very newsy New Year card with updates on your family's memorable moments from this year. So deferring that activity until after the first of the year might buy you some time and relaxation during the, the time between now and the end of the year. If you're going to be hosting or attending a holiday gathering where you're taking food, uh, plan the menu now. Start shopping for the non-perishable items so you have them in place before the stores run out. The closer we get to the holidays, it seems like the more the kind of key ingredients tend to run out. So if you can get the non-perishable stuff now, that's one less thing on your list for as you get up to the date of your, say, your your holiday party or whatever it might be. Uh, You might want to take time now to inventory your holiday decorations, your serving dishes, those sorts of things, and decide what are you going to use this year, what can be, you know, discarded or or donated, what needs to be replaced or refreshed, thinking about it now so that you're ready ahead of time. On that same vein, it's a great time to kind of clear out some space, to do some decluttering, donating, making space in your home for the holiday decorations, for the new items that might come in as gifts. Uh, Now would be a great time to think about that. And if you're hosting an event or you have family or friends coming to stay during the holidays, and if your resources allow, you might want to consider hiring some help to come in and do a thorough deep clean of your home uh, to get the guest rooms and the guest bath ready, all those sorts of things. Get the home in clean order. That's one thing off your to-do list, and it will allow for you to then relax and enjoy the event or the guests knowing that your home is at its best for them. But you'll want to get on the schedule for these services now 
so that you can make sure that they can get to you before the holiday event or the guests arrive. In addition to that sort of pre-planning and preparing, uh, be thoughtful about your holiday calendar or schedule. Do this on purpose. Look now at the calendar and the schedule for the coming weeks between now and the end of the year and figure out what's going to happen when, what preparations need to be made now. I would encourage you, and I'm encouraging myself, to start with purposefully scheduling some downtime for yourself and some quiet family times before every minute fills up with outside events or activities or school concerts or all the different things that happen during the holidays. Block out some time now for some downtime for yourself, especially if you're an introvert. We all enjoy, even those of us who are introverts, enjoy getting together with friends and family and attending the the fun events, but we also need that downtime. Schedule it now and book the other things around it. I would encourage you to do that. And then look at the other things that are already on the calendar that are coming up as options and consider which of those activities actually add value and joy to your life and which just add more stress than they're worth. And consider canceling or just not scheduling those ones that don't add value. Look at the various family members' events and commitments and make sure you're covered for any overlaps, especially if you have kids in the house who have different activities, like I mentioned, you know, school concerts or plays, church events, work parties, all that sort of thing. And look where there are things that overlap and make sure you've got uh, a plan in place if, say, two kids have activities or events at the same time, or a kid's got an activity at the same time as your or your spouse work party or something like that. Make plans now for how, who's going to attend what, who's going to get, do the carpooling, all those sorts of things. If you look ahead, you're not going to be, you know, surprised with a last minute realization of, you know, I've got a kid that's got to be on this side of town and I've got to be over here. How are we going to make this work? So think about it now. And to my point that I made a minute ago about maybe, you know, giving up those events or activities that add more stress than they're worth, come up with a plan now on how you're going to say no to invitations you don't want to accept. Be prepared so that you're not fumbling around and end up just saying, sure, we'll come when you don't really want to, or it really doesn't work for you. I love some suggestions that I found from an article I read, and I will mention that this article and some others that I consulted in preparing for this episode all will be linked in the show notes, and there's some great ideas in all of these. But this one particular article had this to say about options for how you can say no. And the first one is just say no. Uh, the, The writer says sometimes no can be a complete answer. Her second option was, if you do want to participate, but can't on the day or time suggested, you can say something like, I can't do that right now, but I could on X date. Uh, She says, it's okay to suggest a date in the new year. Sometimes it's enough for people to know that they're on your schedule at some point, uh, and it doesn't necessarily have to happen when they first suggested it. 
And then the third suggestion she made was, if you do want to see them, but don't enjoy the suggested activity, you can say something like, I can't do that, but I could do X and suggest an alternative activity. Um, So for instance, if you love, (laughs) she says, if you revel in the season's coziness, but avoid the cold at all costs, you don't have to go ice skating. So if somebody says, oh, come, we're all going to go ice skating, (laughs) to use her example, you can always say, I can't do that, but I'd love to meet up with you afterwards for, you know, hot chocolate or something. Um, Suggest an alternative activity that lets you get together with people that you enjoy and, and care about without having to do an event or an activity that you just don't enjoy. So, The point here, I guess, is to um, be prepared with responses for the inevitable invitations that come that you don't want to accept. All right, so we're planning ahead. We're thinking uh, intentionally about our holiday schedule and, and preparing to say no judiciously. And then we need to organize the tasks and responsibilities. And here I would say the most important thing we can do for us as women, and this is, can be difficult, to experience joy in the holiday season is to share the load. We often take on all this responsibility for making these perfect holiday events and think we have to do it all ourselves, but we can actually improve the experience for everybody by getting other people involved, whether it's your spouse, your kids, your roommates, co-workers, whoever it is, depending on the circumstance. One article suggested this and put it this way, take a break from being Santa and be an elf instead. If you're usually the go-to person for all of the holiday planning, take a step back. Ask friends and family what they want to do and then just revel in supporting their plans and being a helping hand in the moment. It's just as fulfilling to support someone else. You're bringing them relief when they need assistance, while also celebrating their special holiday traditions by letting them take the lead. That's a heartfelt gift. And I loved that idea. I thought that was just a great reminder or suggestion for all of us who tend to sort of take over planning what's going to happen and who, when it's going to happen and taking the lion's share of the responsibility there. I love also this take on it from another article where the writer said, when it comes to the holidays, it can be easy to get caught up in all of the planning and preparation details, but attempting to do everything on your own often leads to burnout. And by the time the holidays are over, you're stressed out and frustrated. Instead, this writer says, consider outsourcing some of those tasks. Aside from assigning chores to the kids, you could outsource some other jobs as well. For example, you may want to consider takeout once a week during the busy season, or consider bringing in someone to help with the chores during this time of year. If you're juggling a personal life and running your own business, consider a temp worker or connecting with a virtual assistant to offload some of those daily tasks that eat into your day. I just think that's such a great idea and and really a good reminder for all of us. Think about different ways to get help and to offload and outsource some of these tasks um, that you don't enjoy that need to be done maybe, um, but don't have to be done by you. 
as a side note, I would say for maintaining joy and reducing stress, uh, remember the benefits of creating a budget for holiday spending. Surveys show that among the most dreaded elements of the holiday season is money worries. So do things like setting limits for gift giving and being okay with that. Um, not trying to, you know, just spend whatever it takes to give the most elaborate or the most memorable gifts, but set a budget before you start shopping and stick within that budget. Um, to that point, some extended families draw names instead of everybody giving a gift to everyone else. That might work also among established friend groups and even co-workers that have a tradition of gift giving. Instead of everybody having to buy a gift for everyone, drawing names and using your budgeted amount to really come up with something thoughtful and meaningful for one person instead of some maybe less uh, memorable thing for a bunch of different people. In addition to budgeting for gift giving, find lower cost alternatives to events and activities and enjoy the free and low cost activities available in your area. Maybe instead of you know, doing something expensive or going to some show that you need to buy tickets for, loading into the car and just driving around looking at the holiday light displays can be wonderful fun. Decorate the house together or bake goodies together. Play in the snow if you've got snow outside. Attend a, a candlelight Christmas Eve or other service at your church. Or if you don't have a church, most churches have some sort of Christmas Eve candlelight service that can be really meaningful to attend. And obviously there's no charge for that. So finding things to do for yourself, with your friends, uh, with your family, whatever your situation is, that don't involve a lot of cost can make the holidays less stressful and more meaningful. And to that point, Think about the traditions and activities that you have followed from one year to the next and consider whether those are meaningful to you, which ones are most meaningful, and how you can amplify those and maybe eliminate some of the less meaningful things. So the question for you, I guess, at this point is, what are the most meaningful traditions and activities that you have done from one year to the next, and how will you make time to experience them this year? Uh, one writer suggested that we sit down with your family or household members and create a wish list. Ask everyone the number one activity that makes the holidays special for them. It could be baking cookies, decorating the tree, or watching classic holiday movies together. Focus on making those experiences happen, knowing that they are the most important and memorable for your loved ones. Uh, sometimes we sit around and, and, you know, think up what needs to be done to make the holidays memorable for the people around us. And we could save ourselves a lot of angst and frustration if we would just sit down together and say, what's the most important thing to you? What's the most special memory from before that you'd like to bring forward into this year? Find out what they enjoy and then work together to make those things happen. Certainly remember the value of giving back to the community during the holidays. You know, the, the holidays can be a time of joy and gratitude and festivity. Lean into those and find ways to pay it forward. 
certainly get your kids involved. Do things like sorting through their toys and donating some gently used ones to a shelter or to someplace like a Ronald McDonald house. You have the added benefit there of making room for the new stuff that will come in as gifts while making, you know, something special for other kids or people in need. Check with your church or synagogue for opportunities to serve the community or look for an elderly neighbor or a single mom that you can bless in some way by inviting them to dinner or offering to shop for them or caring for her children for a few hours so she can have some time alone to to go shopping for them or just to, to relax. Find ways to give to others. That adds meaning and joy to our own holiday season. And of course, don't forget to make time for rest and quiet times for yourself and for the people you love. So whatever that might look like for you, maybe you schedule an evening at home in the midst of, you know, the busy holiday season where we all get into your cozy jammies and in front of the fire to watch a holiday movie with popcorn and cocoa. Or maybe it'll be a Sunday afternoon with no screens, just everybody curled up with a good book or taking a nap or making time for a quiet dinner with your spouse or coffee with a good friend. Find those times, make those times. Nobody's going to give them to you, uh, but we can choose to create space for those quiet times for the rest that we need. As women, we often take upon ourselves many of the tasks and responsibilities for making the holidays special. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's important, I think, to remind ourselves that we have taken those responsibilities upon ourselves. We've made the choice, whether consciously or not, based on the expectations that we've internalized. And sometimes we can find ourselves feeling resentment because we feel like the people around us don't appreciate all the work we've done to create some memorable moment. Or maybe we feel just stressed out trying to create those moments, or we feel inadequate because we don't think we did a good enough job. Instead of those feelings, we can, if we want to, choose to change the expectations and do some of these other things. Instead of taking on all the responsibility, sharing that load, getting other people involved, what's going to make the holiday special for you? Let's work together to make that happen. Changing our expectations instead of just doing what we've always done and feeling frustrated or or stressed out or inadequate or resentful can make a big difference in how we experience the holiday situation. In addition, there are common challenges that women may face during the holiday season, such as family dynamics, perfectionism, or those unrealistic expectations. Although you might feel like you're the only one who's dealing with these challenges, you're not. Many of us feel this way unless we have taken affirmative action intentional action to retrain our thinking and choose activities and so on intentionally. You're not alone. You don't need to experience this alone. Seek support and connect with others during difficult times, especially if, you know, in this time when everybody's expected to be all joyful and happy, you're not feeling that way. You're feeling lonely or sad, or, you know, maybe the holidays don't have good memories for you. Seek support, connect with other people. There are people who want to help, but they can't help if they don't know. And sometimes 
we just need to take that step of reaching out to someone, whether it's a close friend or a family member or a counselor or someone who can help us process those feelings, realize that we're not the only one who feels this way and find ways to uh, process the, the emotions, the experiences we've had in the past and find a path forward to a better experience of the holiday season. I guess certainly there are tons of practical tips and resources available for us to manage our time well, uh, you know, deal with the perfectionism, come up with good plans for the holiday season. If you just Google things like holiday planning templates, gift ideas, or stress relief techniques, you will find many options that help. And I'm going to link to some of those in the show notes for this episode because I found so many great resources that I, you know, I'm going to be looking at and drawing ideas from. I've shared some of them in this episode, but there's so much more out there. So check out some of those articles. Uh, that we'll link to in the show notes for more ideas on how you can prepare for and experience a joyful holiday season. I encourage all of us, I guess, to just start our holiday preparations with a positive and organized mindset and choose intentionally where we're going to invest our finite resources of time, energy, attention, and money this year so that it can be the kind of holiday season that we want for ourselves. Those are some thoughts that I had. I'd love to know what are your best tips for a joyful, low-stress holiday season. You can share those in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 472, or you can post a comment or question in the Productive Woman Facebook page. If you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that would be a great place for us to to kind of put our heads together and share ideas for how we can each uh, navigate through the coming holiday season in the most uh, low-stress, joyful way. And so you can share those, ask questions or share your ideas in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. As always, if you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, I'd love to hear from you. You can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I think that's it, y'all. I appreciate you. I want to say again how much it has meant to me to receive uh, the emails and the, the various ways you've connected with me in response to my questions about this podcast about the masterminds, the retreat ideas, and the coming year. It it really has been a wonderful thing for me and very encouraging and uh, thought-provoking, I will say. Um, We've got some great episodes coming up in coming weeks between now and the end of the year, including a guest I'm really excited to share with you, a a medical doctor who's going to be talking about the importance of rest I think you're going to enjoy hearing from her. In the meantime, that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was time well spent. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. Mm